Hello, and welcome to episode number 471 of the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagle. Over the last few months, I have gotten hundreds of questions from readers and listeners about a book called The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry. In it, Gundry claims that there's a toxic compound in our food supply that may be, and I'm quoting here, the cause for most common health problems, end quote. There are an awful lot of people writing about food and nutrition these days. It can be really hard to be heard above the din of so many experts and celebrities and, well, just plain marketers. Finding a hidden danger is a tried and true way to get attention especially if you can reveal a previously unknown threat lurking in foods that are thought to be good for you. And that's exactly what Gundry claims to have uncovered. It's not fast food or added sugars or highly processed foods that's causing our problems, he suggests. It's not a pesticide, preservative, or plasticizer. The real cause, he says, is, quote, so well hidden you would never have noticed it, end quote. Well, He certainly has my attention. How about yours? The culprit, Dr. Gundry says, is lectins. And where are lectins found? In vegetables, fruits, whole grains, nuts, seeds, and legumes. Could it be that the very foods that are supposed to be the foundation of a healthy diet, those foods that we're constantly encouraged to eat more of, are actually making us sick? And now, what are these things called lectins? Lectins are not a single thing, a single compound, but an entire class of proteins that have a propensity to bind with carbohydrate molecules. We're not exactly sure what the function of lectins in plants might be. They're very widespread in plants, but they're particularly concentrated in the seeds. And so they might have something to do with helping to preserve the viability of seeds until conditions are conducive to germination. The human diet has always contained a wide variety of lectins. In fact, lectins perform a variety of functions in the body, including participating in our immune response. Certain lectins are being studied for their potential role in protecting us from cancer. A few specific lectins, such as the ones that are found in raw kidney beans, are known to be quite toxic to humans. Eating just half a dozen raw kidney beans, although I don't know why you would want to do that, but if you did, it could create severe food poisoning symptoms. And there's another lectin found in wheat germ, which has been shown to make lab rats really sick. However, you would have to eat about 200 pounds of raw wheat germ in order to get as much lectin as these poor rats were fed. That is a lot of wheat germ. But most of the lectins in our diets appear to be completely harmless, or at least they did until Dr. Gundry came along. Dr. Gundry recommends a low lectin diet, and that means avoiding beans and legumes, including soy and peanuts, as well as corn, squash, tomatoes, peppers, and eggplant. Whole grains are discouraged. To the extent that you eat grains, Dr. Gundry recommends choosing foods made with white flour. Now, unlike Dr. Gundry, I think you are better off eating whole grains than refined grains. However, I do believe that even whole grains should be eaten in moderation. But this is not because I'm concerned about lectins. And for more, see my episode on the truth about whole grains. 
So what does the research say about all of this? Well, the evidence implicating lectins in human disease or demonstrating the benefits of avoiding them is pretty thin. Gundry says his own patients have been cured of everything from cancer to heart disease. However, no credible published research exists to support the therapeutic benefits of a low-lectin diet. In fact, the evidence that we do have seems to point in the opposite direction. There's quite a bit of research showing that people who eat more whole grains, legumes, fruits, and vegetables, and presumably therefore take in more lectins, actually have a lower risk of many diseases. Gundry claims that lectins are harmful to your gut. And it is true that people who suffer from digestive disorders, such as Crohn's disease or irritable bowel syndrome, often do better when they reduce their intake of legumes and whole grains. And because a low-lectin diet would largely eliminate these foods, it might help with IBS symptoms. But the baby is being thrown out with the bathwater. I've talked before about the low FODMAP diet for IBS, which, unlike the lectin avoidance diet, has actual published clinical research to support it. A low FODMAP diet does limit beans and some, but not all, whole grains. It does not restrict your intake of vegetables like tomatoes and peppers. And that's because the goal is not to reduce lectins, but to reduce certain classes of carbohydrate that appear to be responsible for a lot of digestive distress. If you struggle with irritable bowel, I'd encourage you to try the low FODMAP diet instead of the much more restrictive and less proven regimen promoted by Dr. Gundry. Gundry also claims that lectins drive inflammation, but studies show that diets that contain more beans, nuts, vegetables, and whole grains, and less meat and refined grains, which are both promoted in the low-lectin diet, are associated with lower inflammation markers. I've also written before about tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, and other so-called nightshade plants, which are on Gundry's do-not-eat list. Some people do appear to be especially sensitive to a substance in this family of plants called solanine. For those who are sensitive to solanine, eating nightshade plants can cause inflammation and joint pain. For most people, however, these foods are not only healthful, but they're potentially anti-inflammatory due to their antioxidant activity. And finally, I have also written about the potential benefits of soaking, cooking, fermenting, and or sprouting your grains, seeds, and legumes. This is a way to reduce the lectin content, but it can also increase the concentration of other nutrients and inactivate phytic acid, which helps to increase mineral absorption. However, I don't believe it's necessary to go to extraordinary lengths to avoid either phytic acid or lectins. Both phytic acid and various lectins also appear to have beneficial effects in the body. So here's the bottom line on lectins. For most healthy individuals, the amount of lectins that you get from eating whole grains, legumes, fruits, and vegetables, and even wheat germ is very unlikely to create problems. In fact, the proven benefits of including these foods in your diet appears to far outweigh the alleged dangers, which I think have been wildly overstated. The only lectin you really need to worry about is the one found in kidney beans. Raw, ground, sprouted, or undercooked kidney beans can give you a walloping stomachache, so be sure to thoroughly cook your kidney beans, or to be completely on the safe side, just use canned kidney beans. But saying that you should avoid all foods with lectins because the specific lectin in kidney beans is toxic 
is kind of like saying that you need to avoid all foods containing minerals because mercury is poisonous. As for Dr. Gundry's book, The Plant Paradox, it certainly has attracted a lot of attention. But despite all his claims of rigorous science, I don't think there's much good evidence to support his thesis. In fact, following his diet may cause you to avoid a lot of healthy foods and actually make your diet less nutritious. And just one last announcement for you before I go. If you've been waiting for a chance to do the 30-day nutrition upgrade with me, we are starting again on April 9th in just a couple of weeks. If you haven't heard me talk about this before, this is a fun group coaching program that I do just twice a year. I've done it with over a thousand Nutrition Diva listeners now. We always have a really great time. And the object is just to improve your eating habits over the course of a month. This is not a diet or a detox. There are no forbidden foods or anything like that. It's just a way to raise your awareness and your accountability and to work more closely with me. So if you are interested in learning more about that and registering for our upcoming 30-day nutrition upgrade, just go to nutritionovereasy.com slash upgrade. You'll find a transcript of today's show along with links to lots of research studies and related episodes at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And you'll find me on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page where we'll be discussing this week's episode and whatever other nutrition topics you might be interested in. Be sure to check the schedule on my Facebook page for my next Facebook Live Q&A, which are usually held on Friday afternoons. It's a great chance for us to interact in real time. And if you can stop by for one of those, I'd love to hear from you. And now have a great week and remember to eat something good for me.